0: Would you believe
1: it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
0: Three o'clock on the dot, kicking off hour number three of the show. Here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Going to go hard in the paint for the last hour. Got Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated going to join us in a matter of minutes to talk about the coaching carousel. Still want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Matter of fact, after we talk to Connor, we'll be guest-free the rest of the show, so we'll definitely want to hear from you on the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. And the Ash text line at 69187, keyword r and I want to say that we're the, the show that uses the text line the most. So I do want to shout out to everyone who texts us, even people that don't agree with us. I do appreciate all the texts because if you take the time to text, I want to make sure I get them in. Uh, we got one text from Glenn in San Jose. Q&D, just wonder what your beverage of choice is at the Rockstar. I want to give you guys props tomorrow night. And we will be at the Rockstar. About 5 o'clock is when we start. Myself, Vinny Bonsignor, uh, Clay from the morning tailgate, will be there. Uh, Hondo shows up from the morning tailgate. Heidi Fang makes an appearance. I mean, we we make it a family affair for sure uh, at the Rockstar. We'll be there around five o'clock tomorrow night and then it just kind of goes to whenever so we definitely encourage you to come on out there and uh, just holler at us man holler at us when you get there we definitely want to meet you shake your hand and and thank you for uh, listening to the show so uh, coming up in a matter of seconds we'll have connor Orr again from sports illustrated my man damon is efforting him right now we'll be talking about all things coaching carousel and i just really want to know who he feels are the hottest names who are the hottest names that you should be paying attention to and what does he think it's going to take for Rich Bisaccia to get the interim tag removed? Because I know that's part of the conversation. And I have my feelings. I think DeMond has already shared his feelings, but I kind of want to know what someone from the outside looking in is going to say and what he thinks that Rich Passaccia is going to have to do to get that interim tag removed from his uh, head coaching title. I know uh, Steve Cofield from ESPN Las Vegas. I was hanging out with him yesterday afternoon uh, while he was doing his show, and he had mentioned – that he thinks that all he has to do is make the playoffs and he'll be good to go. And then Willie Ramirez said that he's got to win the AFC. Win the AFC, that means a trip to the Super Bowl is what it's going to take for Rich Passaccia. But right now we have on the phone lines our guy, our good friend, Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated on Twitter, at Connor Orr. And, Connor, thank you so much for your time. We were just talking about the uh, coaching carousel for 2022, and I know you put a, a piece out on Sports Illustrated. I was going through it uh, earlier today, checking it out really good. You put it out yesterday, 2022 NFL offseason head coaching carousel premiere is what it's called. So um, let's just start with Rich Passaccia. Uh He took over – not even midseason after John Gruden stepped down. And normally when you take over, it's because, well, the team was really bad, but that wasn't the case. So our first question is, what do you think it's going to take for Rich Basaccia to get that interim title taken off his, uh, his name?
2: I think it's going to be tough. Um, I think the history of interim coaches that have taken over for full-time coaches is just not good. Um, and I think that weighs into it. I think that Mark Davis knows that there's a lot of pressure on this hire. You know, you have to stabilize – Um, the franchise. It's going to be just a difficult situation. And I think in Rich Visacci's case, as good of a job as he's done, um, you know, it's interesting. I think that there are some coaches out there who are kind of interested in this roster. You know, I think this is probably a job that's going to draw some attraction um, from the candidate pool. And so I think he's going to have some competition there. So all in all, I think this is a difficult situation. I mean, he's performing uh, so far above expectations in terms of what we expected uh, the the raiders to look like right now but I just don't know if a lot of owners right now are going to willingly hand uh, the keys over to an interim head coach. Right.
0: And this is a, a tough position that he stepped into. You know, he wasn't necessarily just dealt with, hey, here you go. Here's a bad team. Just try to stabilize it. I mean, there was a lot of different adversity coming from different angles that Rich is having to deal with. Do you think with what he's doing with the Raiders could make him a guy that other teams in the offseason say, hey, you know what? He did a really good job there. We need that kind of leadership here. Do you think he could be a candidate for somewhere else?
2: I think he could be a candidate certainly for an assistant head coaching role somewhere, you know, and I think that those are becoming more popular, they're becoming better paid positions, and, you know, you're seeing, it's interesting, like, you know, special teams coordinators that have the assistant head coach tag on it, I'm talking about like Rodgers over in Arizona, is another example where they actually have a lion's share of the power, they have a lot of responsibility, they just don't necessarily get the, um, you know, the 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 ability to go around and tell everyone they're the head coach. But, you know, I think that those things are becoming a lot more popular, and certainly Bisaccia, for the way that he's been able to handle this entire situation has opened some eyes around the league. I think there's no doubt.
0: Absolutely. So it's going to be – it will be interesting. You know, of course, the coaching carousel is always very interesting. Uh, every single offseason, is about eight or nine teams that have openings every single year. It looks like that that's the average. And so uh, they, they come from all walks of earth to get that head coaching job. And, and, Connor, let's start with the collegiate ranks. We've seen a lot of moving and shaking already. Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma. He's at USC. I mean, there's just a lot of moving and shaking. Do you see any college – coaches try to make that move to the NFL this offseason.
2: I've heard at least for now that the appetite for college head coaches because of Urban Meyer and Matt Rule, both of whom could lose their jobs this offseason, I think the the appetite for college coaches has dimmed a little bit okay. at the NFL level. Now, uh, we've we've heard Ryan Day to the Bears and I think that sometimes that just picks up because you have, you know, a couple of years ago it was Lincoln Riley to the Browns to reunite with Baker Mayfield. Now right. with Ryan Day to the Bears to, to help rescue Justin Fields. I think that's a that's a familiar play. I think sometimes from the from the coaching agent world. And so we'll see what happens there. But uh, Matt Campbell from Iowa State is the other college head coach that I think could make the jump at some point. He had his pick of jobs at the end. He could have the Detroit Lions job last year if he wanted it, but you know other than that i really don't see any of these guys making the move and i don't know if they want to make the move right now because as high as nfl coaching salaries are in college, it's it's bananas right now. You can make fifteen million dollars a year on ten-year fully guaranteed contracts, and you know there's there's no job in the world that's going to pay you more than that.
0: Right. No, you're right about that. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a gig. And yeah, looking at some of these contracts that these team these uh, these coaches are getting is absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, hey, uh, if they can get it, go get it. Not mad at that at all. We're talking with Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio, nine twenty. So let me ask about some coordinators. How about Joe Brady? I mean, he's he's been hot ever since he was with Sean Payton. He went to LSU help them with the national championship he's in Carolina with Matt rule uh, how much do you think teams are going to be knocking down his door and calling his phone this offseason for a, uh, an interview
2: well, I think that'll be the weird one because you know uh, Matt rule could end up moving on you know the Panthers could end up moving on for Matt rule and yet you have his offensive coordinator on the interview circuit looking for head coaching jobs so we've seen that in the past I mean look at Cliff Kingsbury he was fired by Texas Tech and ended up becoming a good NFL head coach I think Joe Brady impressed a lot of people last year when he did make the rounds and an interview for jobs and that leaves an impression on owners, owners talk, and the, once you get your name into the circuit there you can kind of start building up your resume. I think he did an okay job with Sam Darnold before the injuries mounted, and he's had to make it work with Cam Newton. And everybody is just so desperate to find that next offensive guru. The pool is so shallow right now, having all these teams have hired kind of the next quote-unquote Sean McVay already. So I think he's going to get some play, even though it'll look... A little bit strange optically, especially if the, the Panthers decide to move on. What
0: about Eric Biennami? We hear his name every single year. He's interviewed multiple times. I know he's got some baggage in the background that he had in when he was younger. Uh, what do you think the temperature on Eric Biennami is going to be this offseason?
2: It feels like a make or break year for Bienemy, right? I mean, his contract is up in Kansas City. We don't know what's going to happen there. Um, and so maybe if he doesn't get that job you know I think plan one for Biennemi is to to give it his best shot I think he'll make the interview circuit again this year I think he'll do his rounds but this is up to the the owners and for some reason or another and you know you've you've heard countless different things on why it hasn't uh, come to fruition teams have stayed away and so we'll see if uh, that happens this year but I'll say this, I mean, I think there was a lot of surprise that he wasn't a candidate for one of these major Power Five college job openings, too, so we'll see. I mean, I think he's a more than capable head coach. I think if anybody were to call Kansas City and ask Andy Reid, I think he would say that the recent offensive turnaround where you had to fix Patrick Mahomes, fix that offense, had more to do with what Eric Enemy Bien- did than anybody else.
0: And I know most people and most teams are probably going to be looking for offensive-minded head coaches, whether they're coordinators, they're already coaches, or whatever the case may be. But how about a guy like Matt Eberflus there in uh, Indianapolis with the Colts? I know he had a lot of respect in Dallas when he was there. He's had a lot of respect across the league. People have been talking about him. He's interviewed a few times. What do you think his, uh, his temperature is going to be this offseason?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's another one where I think if you got him into an interview room, I think he would make it very difficult to not hire him. I mean, he's just a brilliant guy. Everywhere he goes, they have top ten defenses. The Colts, I mean, it, even when they didn't have DeForest Buckner and all the talents that they did now, we're, were a perennial top ten defense under Eberflus. and You know, he's just one of those brilliant schematic minds. I think he'll always keep the team competitive. And the one thing that not a lot of people talk about is regardless of how successful the Colts are right now, their front office setup, the way that they have their organization set up is kind of the wave of the future there. And I think I would want to hire a coach um, from that tree to be able to have them set something up similar in my building.
0: Talking right now with Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, That was just some of the young coordinators, the guys that I feel like could be on the come up. And I know there's other names that I haven't touched on, but I did want to ask about some guys who have the experience, who's the previous coaches. Doug Peterson, for example, his name is one. I've heard a ton of, I've even heard his name uh, as far as the Raiders head coaching job goes like that could be a guy that they look at to me. He doesn't do a whole lot, but that's just me. You know, it doesn't mean anything because I said that just, it doesn't do a whole lot for me, but I feel like his name is really catching a lot of steam leading up to this off season.
2: Doesn't do a whole lot for me either, but I think the theme of this off season uh, owners have seen some high profile, big swings at outside the box coaches fizzle out And the one thing that owners don't like above everything else is being embarrassed and not looking, you know, uh, like all their other friends. And So if you hire Doug Peterson, you're hiring a Super Bowl winning head coach. And I think that that is one thing that regardless of, How it works out, you can legitimize that. You can justify that decision, say this guy has won a Super Bowl, and so I'm going to bring him in from the Andy Reid tree. Maybe he plucks some of the assistance from Andy's staff to help him build that. I've heard that he already has a staff ready to go, a lot like Mike McCarthy did the year before he got the Cowboys job. So we'll see what happens on that end. But, yeah, I mean – maybe not the sexiest hire for a certain team, but I think it's one that owners can legitimize their fan base pretty easily.
0: Now, I got to ask you about this guy only because people text us and tweet at me and hit me up all the time and ask me about this guy. What about Mike Tomlin? What do you feel like the temperature is with him? Do you think there's any chance that he ends up out of Pittsburgh? No, no.
2: And I think that any, you know, it's just, I, I think it's so ridiculous. I mean, you know, the only way that he leaves, you know, I think Brian Kelly quoted Mike Tomlin was, you know, if the fairy godmother comes in with a 20 million dollar a year check you know and i and I, and if i were another team would i explore that option absolutely was mike tomlin floated for the usc job at some point and everybody kind of laughed at that absolutely but you know, I, I think, you know, at some point, do you reach a stagnation in an organization? Absolutely. But this is maybe going to be his first losing season in Pittsburgh. And if the Steelers are even remotely considering cutting ties with him, I think that would be ludicrous. Now, if Tomlin wants out, wants to get traded, wants to do something else, doesn't want to stick around for a rebuild, that's his own deal. But, you know, I, I think coaches would find it hard-pressed to walk away from a tenured situation like that
0: you know what there was two more young guys that I did want to ask you about that I forgot about and I don't know how I forgot about these guys Byron Lefwich and Kellen Moore what are your thoughts on those two guys uh Kellen Moore is a guy I don't think goes anywhere until that Dallas job opens up and he just slides into that spot but Byron Lefwich is very that's very intriguing to me but what are your thoughts on those two guys
2: See, I think that, you know, out of all the guys that interviewed last year, I would put Kellen Moore among the younger guys as the closest walk to receiving an offer this offseason. I think he will get offered a head coaching job, and it'll force Jerry Jones to make some interesting decisions. Do you give him a raise? Do you give him an abnormally long contract like the Buccaneers did with Todd Bowles to keep him around and keep him off the market? I think that could be an option for them and then allow him to wait out Mike McCarthy and eventually take over the job there. That's a possibility for sure. But I think a lot of teams like Kellen Moore, the Eagles like Kellen Moore when they brought him in last year to interview him. He's 33. He's got that Sean McVay potential. And that goes a long way for, uh, for owners and stuff like that. But left, which is going to be interesting. I think that it was a tough sell last year because you just didn't know, What part of the offense was his identity? What part of the offense was Tom Brady's identity? He had a mediocre sort of one year there in Arizona as the play caller. but That was a disastrous offense. Um, But I think he gets a shot. I think, you know, we've we've seen his name bandied about now. I think he definitely gets the interviews. And I think Tom Brady will stand on the table for him because – he doesn't go to Tampa Bay if he's not working with an offensive coordinator that can match wits with him intellectually.
0: There he goes. That's uh, that's interesting right there. I, I, def, I mean, I, this is always an intriguing time of year for me whenever the coaching uh, carousel starts happening and, and see why and hear the conversations about these different coaches. Again, we're talking with Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond had a question for you.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Sean McVeigh in that last answer there. And we would always hear Zach Taylor or – Brandon Staley in LA, where it's just like the part of the Sean McVay coaching tree or Andy Reid's coaching tree. Are there any candidates that are just like plucked from oh the coaching trees that like we see so much? Or is that cooling down like the coaching tree wave, and it's just about finding the best candidate?
2: Well, you know, I think if it was always about finding the best candidate, then we wouldn't need there. We wouldn't need to discuss things like the Rooney Rule or the minority coaching, uh, you know, pool and an inability for uh, the NFL to, to be properly representative. You know, I think if, uh, if the best candidate won out, you know, I think Todd Bowles would still be a head coach. I think Eric Biennui would still would be a head coach. But, you know, that's sort of a, a longer discussion for something else later. But I think that the tree thing will always just be a very easy trap for owners to fall into, even though the logic is flawed, right? You know, I'm, I'm sure if anybody out there has a brother or a sister or a family member you're not exactly like them, nor would a coach be exactly like somebody else that you're spending all this time with. and so. But, you know, owners will sit there, and they'll get a search firm, and they'll come in and say, well, this guy worked under Bill Belichick, and so there's a chance that he's going to be like Bill Belichick. And that is just a hard thing for an owner who has a lot of other rich guy stuff to go off and do um, to ignore. And so, thus, I think that the tree thing just sort of continues by virtue of the fact that as important as these decisions are, they're often made by people who uh, don't necessarily care all that much.
1: All right, and to veer off topic just a little bit, you also wrote about Antonio Brown, and, and one thing that you said <laughs> that really piqued my interest is that you said calling the three-game suspension a slap on the wrist is an insult to slaps on the wrist. So, what do you think <laughs> that maybe should have the NFL should have done?
2: I think they should have banned him from the league permanently. And I like you know, and I don't understand any argument to the contrary you know i've i've gotten a lot of discussion from people on twitter who are you know anti-vaccine anti-vaccine mandates this has nothing to do with that right. you know I, I i don't care what you think about the vaccine what i think is you're a guy who lied about being vaccinated and walked into a building and sat next to a three-time cancer survivor and your eighty three-year-old co-offensive coordinator and you perpetrated yourself as somebody who was vaccinated and made them feel safer by um by proxy And I think that that's just a thing that violates, I mean, it's a federal offense to forge a government document, which he did, and, you know, A, but B, I think it violates the law of man. I mean, that's something that you trust your fellow teammates. I'm stunned that Bruce Arians hasn't cut him. I think that's just a naked talent grab at this point. But, you know, Antonio Brown's had such a troubled history. Uh, in the NFL, so much erratic behavior. This is the chance for them to double down on player safety and to get somebody out of the league who's just been a continued embarrassment, and they opted not to do that. And I was stunned.
0: No, that makes you make a great point. You make a great point. And, and uh, yeah, Bruce Arians, offensive coordinators as well, ha- they have their, you know, they there's a lot of health risk going on that you just pointed out. That's a, that's a good point. You know, speaking of that same subject, how many uh, or how much attention do you think that that is going to, to be now, and the NFL's going to have to pay attention now because those are the three guys that got caught. There could be other guys in the league that actually did this.
2: Yeah, and so the league's argument there is that 80% of players were vaccinated at team facilities. So of the 20% mm. of players who were not vaccinated at team facilities, what percentage of those guys ended up with fake cards? And I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, could, be, it could be 19.9%. It could be, you know, 2%. I don't know that answer, but what I do think – the NFL needs to do is vet all the cards. They need to go back through all these cards. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown and his uh, co-conspirators there, it was very easy to spot the fake, I mean, once you dug into it. But the NFL forced these teams to do all the the legitimizing of these things. And so the NFL needs to take ownership of this. They need to get copies of all the cards of players who didn't get vaccinated at the facility, and they need to go through them one by one because that's the only way that you're going to ensure the health and safety that you've been bragging about for the last two years.
0: That's awesome. That's great stuff right there. Great, great uh, breakdown. We definitely uh, appreciate it, and I think you're spot on with uh, exactly what you're saying, and uh, I think the coaching carousel conversation that we had earlier was just amazing as well. And again, you got the piece out there on Sports Illustrated 2022 NFL offseason head coaching carousel premiere. It dropped yesterday, and it's uh, fantastic stuff. Connor, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate you. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. There
0: he goes, Connor. Orr. that was fantastic. And man, just talking about AB being so reckless next to his, uh, you know, his head coach that has uh, survived cancer multiple times. Uh, you know, obviously has a, a offensive coordinator that's uh, up there in age and eighty-three years old. I mean, there's there's a, there's a lot of things that I didn't even think about when this whole you know uh, punishment came out for AB. And again, like Connor said, it has nothing to do with how you feel about the vaccination. It Has nothing to do with that. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. Just be real about it and be like, hey, I didn't do it.
1: And he did all this. Basically, he's going to get fined up. Uh, he's missing out. Not fine. Missing out on $300,000 all because you didn't want to wear a mask.
0: Right. Right. I mean, and then he goes and gets gets it done, gets vaccinated. And apparently he's fully vaccinated now, which is fine. You know, again, it's not even about that. It's just the fact that if you're not going to do it, just don't lie about it. Just say, hey, look, that's not for me. Amari Cooper isn't vaccinated. You see, he missed a little bit of time. He just said, hey, it's not for me. Fine. That's cool. Just roll with it. Denzel Perryman, before he got to the Raiders, wasn't vaccinated. You know what he said? I got vaccinated
1: because I wanted to be able to hang out with my boys. Exactly. And that's what makes it like, because you lied. You didn't want to man up thing. and be Denzel just, Perryman and just say, hey, man, I ain't want to miss out on all the fun. Right. But you were like, want, have your cake and eat it too. And this is different from Aaron Rodgers because I've seen people say like, what about Aaron Rodgers? They ain't do nothing to him. I
0: don't like that they didn't do anything to him either. I think the NFL a, should have get something to him, but the right. team, he right. didn't
1: lie to the team. He didn't lie to his direct bosses. They, knew, they, helped, they helped him uphold their life.
0: Right, and they should be held accountable for that, Th- that too. That, too, should be more yeah.
1: held because he right. was like, hey, guys, I'm a lot of here. I mean, look, like, here at the you know.
0: building, what do they do? We've had to turn in our vaccination cards now, what, twice? Yes. <laughs> We've had to turn ours in twice here in the building. And I'm not trying to put our laundry out in the streets. I'm just saying we're all making sure that everyone here in the building is taken care of and that we're good. Me and you could be in the studio and feel like, hey, I feel good being in the studio with DeMond. He feels good being in the studio with me because we know that we're vaccinated. And does that mean that no one's going to catch COVID? No. But it gives us a fighting chance, or at least it makes us feel like we have a fighting chance. It's the rules. <laughs> Bottom line, it's just the rules. You know, I mean, for the most part, ninety-nine percent of the people follow it. Maybe a guy or two running around that you know slips through the cracks.
1: <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and I love that it's a slap on the wrist. It's a, no, it's calling a slap <laughs> on the wrist. It's an insult <laughs> to a slap on the wrist. I love
0: it. Hey, that was great stuff, though, from Connor, and, and including talking about the coaching carousel, and I think it's going to be very intriguing. Very, very intriguing. We got a lot of really good text messages. A lot of good feedback. Well, Raider Nation, we're wide open. Like some old school TV antennas, the rest of the show. No more guests. The only guest we got is you. Seven oh two three six five ninety two hundred, Salmon Ash text line, six nine one eight seven. Two questions that I threw out there at the top of the show, which was at one o'clock today. What are your keys to victory? What must happen for the Raiders to come away at the win on Sunday? And are we not happy with the Raiders defense? I have not seen enough people – I've actually seen a lot of people on the show today say that the, the defense is really good, but talking about the defense and saying that they're like they were last year, I think it's false. What are your thoughts on Gus Bradley's defense, what they've been able to do this first year with the silver and black? Let us know about it. It's 322. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Yo, what's up? What's up, Raider Nation? It's your homie, Too Short, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920, baby.
0: 326 at the time here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. This is always good when too short. Welcomes us back to the show. Friday, man, flying by. Had some fantastic guests already on the show. Today, every Friday, matter of fact, we go three hours long, three hours strong. Vinny Monsignor is at the T.I., 4 to 6 p.m. Closing things out on this Friday, the strong way. That's how we get down here from top to bottom. Clay Baker from the morning tailgate started us off at 7 a.m. 7 to 10 a.m. JT went 12 to 12 to one. We're in the three hole, one to four, and then boom, Vinny closes things out. Four to six, cleanup batter. We got it all covered. Matter of fact, you know what? I wanted to give some stuff out. Let's get some stuff out real quick. I do. I got some text messages I want to get to, but we have something to give out. Oh, come on in here, Kira. Kira's Kira's uh, Kira's. We're gonna give something out. We're gonna hook you up with some prizes in just a minute. The lovely Kira just walked in the building. You got to get that mic. There you go. You all right? All right. Got to turn the mic on.
3: Is it on? Oh, there it is. It is. There it is. All
0: right. Here's Kira. Hi. She, she does a lot of work around here at the radio station. She does a fantastic job from sports updates to entering stuff in the computer, stuff that I don't want to do, and she does Entering
3: even, stuff in the computer. That's my top. That is my top skill. No, <laughs> Entering no. stuff in the computer. I don't know Thank exactly. You,
0: I don't exactly know what to call it, so that's why I just said entering stuff in the computer. I, I know it's like important stuff though.
3: Sure. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, I no. love how my top skills entering stuff in the computer.
0: I actually said sports <laughs> updates first. He <You> did. True. <laughs> I True. did True. say I'll sports updates first, and then she does commercial work. She does a lot of stuff, and you're going to hear her a lot more around here as well. she's going to help us in the sports department a lot more. One thing she does very well, and she did what? What, Demond, Yesterday is this when this whole shenanigan thing started? Was this yesterday? I don't know. This is this is. You're the one who's on. Okay. No,
3: this was like Monday or Tuesday. When did you
0: start to put up our tree? I know it didn't take long. It was this
3: week. It's well, Friday, so like Tuesday. No maybe? way. Wednesday? It hasn't been up
0: there since Tuesday. Yeah,
3: that's like, yeah, that's like three days. Okay.
0: So, Kira and another one of our interns, we have a bunch of interns uh, that are working here, which is awesome. We love their help as well. We're putting up this Christmas tree. As I mentioned at oh, the top of yest- the show. It was yesterday. Yeah. See, it you was, don't even remember. Yesterday. That's how...
3: No, because you make tree. it seem like it's Hold on,
1: longer. Q, Q, I'm going to do something for you short, to make this a little bit tree. interesting. Yeah. A little bit more interesting. <laughs> Kira, you're on trial. <laughs> I love you, some law
0: and order SVU. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is not the special. This is not the special uh, victims unit. But so Kira's putting up this tree,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I said, "Oh man, it's a small tree. It's a skinny tree." And what has everyone done since then, since they walked by that tree?
3: Have said it's small, but what do you want me to do about it?
0: I mean, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to acknowledge that it's a small tree and it probably should oh, be I in Oh, I have a-
3: acknowledged several times that it's a small <laughs> tree, and so has everybody else. Uh, somebody said that it was a discount tree. and Another person <laughs> said that it was a uh, pandemic tree. That's so a
0: That's a good one. That's a really good one. It's just, it's just so awkward looking because it's so skinny. Like Christmas trees, I literally walked up to it and wrapped my arms around it earlier today.
3: Okay, why are you hugging trees? I mean, look, man. There's, there's someone in the forest
0: right now that's hugging a tree, but they but can't it's get not the, real. They can't get their arms all the way. Well, I was doing an example to let you know that how skinny this thing was that it was able to wrap around in my arms.
1: <laughs> I don't have the longest sure. arms. Here, you know what I think he wants you to do? What he wants you to go up the road where they have, you know, the the makeshift tree store. He wants oh you to go gosh. pick one out. No, I and don't buy it. Well, that's what it if sounds like. If
3: you buy the tree, expensive to the up. company.
1: I think this is what we need to do.
0: I think if you have a small skinny tree, you should put it in a small skinny corner, and it'll look bigger. It'll look
1: fuller.
3: It's not going in a different corner. It's staying right where it is. If you want to buy a different tree, be my guest. <laughs> I'll it get, put like, it up. Can
1: you some better lights, You know, like the, all, the, all the different color lights. Maybe that'll be a little bit more sparkle. I, a I like more the possessed. white
3: lights. What's wrong with the white it's lights? It's boring. It's plain. And you have a lot no, of decorations. But you have a
0: lot of decorations behind your desk and you have no tree to put them on.
3: Then I won't put them on the tree. What are you gonna do? Well, with maybe them? just put them, put on put on them up. Because, I don't
1: know. <laughs> because now you're just like you're. you're that's false advertising. Because we see all those decorations and ornaments just sitting in a box. I
3: know, but you know what? I asked Jeff not to bring them all in, and he brought them all in and just stacked
1: it. So and now the, I have to use. Jeff them. isn't on trial here. You are.
0: The, well, the funniest thing. I think the funniest comment, though, because I asked a bunch of people, like I asked you, Demond, what you thought of the tree. I've asked that, so I've kind of set it up. I, I I softballed it up. Craig. I did not ask him anything. <laughs> he came walking around the corner, and what did Craig say to you?
3: <laughs> wow, that's a small tree.
0: <laughs> He's like, I think we got a bigger one out in think... the garage. Let's go. Let me go find it. So, yeah, me and Craig went into look... the garage. We went to the garage <laughs> yeah. to try to find the tree. We didn't find it, by the it's way. It's
3: not there. That's what I'm saying. It's the only one I've got. It's the only option I've got. Want to buy another one?
1: I guess.
0: I mean, I might think about it. I'm not a big tree guy, anyway. But that one just looks awkward.
1: You know what, man? You're I, I'm a little disappointed in you that you're not a big tree guy
0: we're making even, all this mess about trees. I don't even put a tree up in my house. You don't? No.
3: Why?
1: Why would I waste my time? <sighs> I mean, why would you waste your time with that one?
3: I want a tree and it's the only one we've got.
1: <laughs> oh, so you made the executive decision to put up a tree?
3: Well, it was there. So I was like, I want a tree. Because I can't put up a tree in my apartment because it's too small. <laughs> that one will go. I'm not putting that one in my opinion.
0: Why? 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 Perfect example. Now, now she is the on one trial. I
3: have, the one I have is prettier.
0: <laughs> there you go. That just that just played into everything I've said from the jump. That's a bad tree. It's a bad tree. It's
3: just. It, it, it's a bad tree. It's, cute. it's cute.
1: That's not the word.
0: No.
3: It's adorable. No. It is. No. It Still is. not the word. No. no. It is. It's cute and adorable. And if you, want, I, if you want to keep this going, you got to buy another one.
0: I got a tweet from my man Fabian. He said, Ask her about the Charlie Brown tree.
3: Oh, that's so cute. I want one for my desk.
0: Okay. <laughs> that one could almost fit on your desk.
1: Right over my head there. So, oh, we also got a text from Raider Fish in Berkeley. Is it a Charlie Brown tree? <laughs> See? So, <laughs> man, people are. Mm. Did oh, you just snort? She did.
3: I do it all the time. Sorry.
1: Danny just
0: tweeted at us and said, damn, Q is trying to light up Kira on Radio Nation Radio right now.
3: I'm just, and in real life, all the time.
0: No, it's 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 friendly banter as we walk around the hallway.
3: <laughs> friendly banter. He's yeah. the loudest guy in the room. It's not friendly banter.
0: I'm
1: the loudest guy on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say bully, but that's the wrong word. But you know like the person that's no. always just like, oh we just, we all just kidding around. <laughs> No, you're just kidding around. <laughs> oh, man.
3: just <laughs> No, Q likes to start stuff and then just leave the fire. He's like, let me light this and then leave.
1: That's called instigating.
3: Yeah. I'm mm, an instigator.
1: Right at it. I've go. been an instigator my whole life. Mm-hmm. Shocking. How many fights did you get started in school, But You going to let him I, talk I, to you like that? I started that? them all. Mm-hmm. I bet you did. <laughs> Yo, man, I wouldn't let him talk to me like that, man. You better handle that. Exactly.
0: I wasn't doing the fighting. You know, I had to go home to my mama. <laughs> <laughs> My mom be like, "Boy, what you doing at that school? You know you ain't got no business fighting." No, mom, I wasn't fighting. I got Damon into the fight.
1: They act like they ain't got no sense. I don't know why. I don't know I don't know. It. I don't. I got better home training than that. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> oh my god. I just wanted. yeah. But the problem is, is that here, I'm I'm like the admin that has to like calm you now. No, it's all like, good. Once you light it and leave, I got to be like, you started this. Let but go no one believes it. that
0: because I'm the nice guy. I'm the nice new guy.
3: Uh-huh. Nobody <laughs>
0: believes that. I don't mm-hmm. start nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. The same guy that hit the wall so hard that things fell off.
0: Yeah, that was because I was fired up about the conversation we were having in here, though.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was just passion. Mm-hmm. It was passion. That's what we call it. Yeah. That's all. Great. It's been a pretty good little run so far. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> At least
0: what I do do, this is something I do. <laughs> I do, do. I wa- yeah, that too. <laughs> I walk by and I at least say something every time I walk by. It's not like I walk by and act like you're not there.
3: That's true. And I appreciate See?
0: that. See? I
3: feel special. There you every go. Every day.
0: See? Every single day. There's not a time. And to your credit, when I walk in every morning, you say, what well, up, I do. See? So there you go. Yeah,
3: because I appreciate you.
0: See? We have great conversation. Most of the
3: time. Just
0: got a small tree.
3: It's not my fault.
0: And then you get a drink every morning. What's the drink you get?
3: I get a pink drink. Yeah, well, Not cut, every morning. Well, I, I just cut about
0: down. 90% of the time.
3: I cut I cut down, though.
0: Okay, so what kind of drink is it?
3: It's a pink drink. It's a strawberry S I U refresher with coconut milk and berries. Okay. It just depends on my mood.
0: There you go. All right, we'll see. And I ask about that most of the time as well. Most of the time. Yeah. Not all the time, but most of the time. There
3: are times when you forget, and I no, feel it's like I got, you don't care anymore.
0: No, it's because I want to ask about something else. I want to throw you off your game. And especially with you putting that trio. You're also, Kira... The, also, the one that put up a candy bowl with a bunch of terrible. Well, first of all, she put up a candy bowl with no candy in it for Halloween. Oh, man, you've been okay, a character on this I show for a while. did
3: not and, do that. <laughs> and Somebody I, else put the bowl out, and I was told to buy candy. But who
0: went and bought candy to fill it? You. All right. See? You were the
3: first one, and then I bought a bag. But you bought the bag, bought bag. You bought the bag
0: of not good candy. I bought
3: the. I bought a variety pack of and I like didn't hear mounds. Any, but nobody else complained but you.
0: Because I bought Reezy's. I bought Kit Kats. I'm sorry? I bought good stuff. Did
3: you say Reezy's? That's what they are. There's no Z.
0: Oh, man. Don't get me started on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let it be. No, it's Reezy's. Everyone knows that.
3: You all guys. right. I'm
0: not- I bought the good stuff. I bought Nerds. I bought all the good stuff that people actually enjoy for Halloween. You guys bought, like, mounds and... Uh, Tootsie
1: rolls and Tootsie pops. Okay,
3: I did not buy that. That's but gross.
1: Also, there were no Tootsie rolls or Tootsie pops. No, there's here, neither I of been, those ever been, in the bowl. You would have ate those? Yeah, we had. Just, we already had oh, this conversation had this, about. Discussion. Yeah, yeah. Right, right.
3: Tootsie rolls are amazing and undervalued. Like
0: they're they're oh, ooh. Ooh. okay. They, they're they're paperweights. You put them in the bag just to make kids feel like you actually gave them some candy. Nobody eats them. Well, that. you don't give out candy, do. so how would you know? This is true. I don't give out candy either. <laughs> I don't put up a tree. Yeah. I don't give up candy because I don't got no time for even celebrate Christmas. You
3: have so much energy to argue, but you don't do any It's of it. not
0: arguing. It's, it's healthy bantering. Healthy? Yes. It's good to get your uh, express yourself, get your feelings out. I'm here for you. I'm helping you out. I'm hooking you up so you don't keep that built How in. How does this help me? It's because you're expressing you're yourself. You're
3: not buying me a new tree. How does this help me? I bought candy.
0: And I've bought lunch. I have bought lunch a couple times. You have. See? I'm a good guy. Just the greatest of guys. Just think think the tree should be a little bigger. Just
3: saying. You want me to wave my magic wand? Woo!
0: Yeah, let's work on that. Okay. All right, we'll do that. Well, Kara, thank you so much for coming in (laughs) here. You do.
1: Get your plugs in. Tell us about your podcast. Oh, yeah, go on and do that.
3: Oh, I'm sorry? No, yeah, go do (laughs) it.
1: What? Get your plugs in. wow. No,
3: okay, yeah. I have a podcast called Finding My Perfect Awkward, and it's like.
0: I, wow. uh, you're, i'm glad that that's what that's <laughs> called because you know what's awkward <laughs> is that damn tree that all comes together i'm so glad it makes all the sense of the world thank you demond for doing that you set that up Your perfect awkward is that awkward ass tree
3: i'm done here i can't i can't <laughs> raiders washington you. football
1: team who you got i'm sorry game this sunday raiders washington football team who you got raiders, raiders. i'm not
3: a, i'm not so washington football team i know a lot of fans like a lot of my friends are fans, and I root for them when I'm in their house, and then otherwise I'm like But since you in our house Raiders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good answer. Perfect.
3: He's a Titans
0: fan. Don't let him no, peer but I'm pressure like, you. I'm
3: like, no, I, I'm I'm actually a Bears fan. Um
0: because
1: right, my family's right from
3: Chicago. Okay, I respect it. But that. Yeah. Raiders ever since they came to Vegas. I'm like, okay, like I see you. There you yes. go. You hear
1: that fakeness in the voice? Wow. Hey, look. There's look.
3: no fakeness in my voice, I'm telling you the truth.
0: There she goes. See? You're the one who is like borderline Raider fan, but you're a Titans fan when it's convenient.
3: I'm actually half a Raiders fan.
1: Like, that's not a thing.
3: Yeah, because I can, be a, I can be a Chicago Def- thing. No, definitely, it's definitely not a, thing. a Chicago fan.
0: Definitely not a thing. Yeah, it is. No, it's not.
1: It I is. hate when people are like, oh, they got a team. It's, it's conference it type. Deal. No, nah, it's about can't. as
0: much of a thing as that tree is. You yes,
3: could, that tree is a thing. That tree <laughs> is <exists. laughs> <It's> something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: quite know what kind of thing it is, but it's something. I
3: could be both. There are people who are fans of two teams. No, that's
0: not a fan. That doesn't exist. Yeah, it is. No, it doesn't exist. It does not exist.
3: Well, it does. No, no, it you're doesn't. looking at one.
0: No, 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 no. I'm looking at the perfect awkward.
3: That's true. I can't. I can't, That part I can't argue with.
0: There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for everything that you do. We do appreciate you because you do a fantastic job around here.
3: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: You just made a bad decision on the tree, but hey, we all can't be perfect. <sighs> 3:39 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. Kira, thank you so much. To you're you know you're the man. This is unnecessary rough. This radio nation radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: Ra- hey, Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920.
0: Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation, Radio Station 920. Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary roughness. <laughs> here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. We have had a fast and furious show. Had a lot of interaction on the show with Raider Nation. A lot of great text messages, Sam and Ash text line. Heard from interim head football coach Rich Basaccia, his media session from earlier today, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. <laughs> Talk some betting lines, where to place your money at. Deontay Lee, pro football focus, also high school football coach. That was fantastic talking to him. Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated. Talked to him. Fantastic conversation. Kira from the front desk. That's what I'm going to start calling her, Kira from the front desk, instead of of, uh, bro-man from the fifth floor. (laughs) That's Kira from the front desk. Back in my old radio station at ESPN Central Texas, we had tall Linda. We had Linda and we had Tall Linda because it was the same person. But every once in a while, Linda would wear these big old heels so she'd become Tall Linda. And so one day I walked in. I go, damn, you tall today. <laughs> so then I called her Tall Linda and people in the uh, listening on the radio thought she was a different person. So people started calling the radio station be like, hey, man, what's Tall Linda look like? And I was like, it's the same person. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm you, you'll get to know me, Raider Nation. You'll get to know I randomly we will just bring someone in the studio or even sitting out on remote sometimes. I'll be at the OYO or I've been at the TI Hell and I'll yeah. just be like, or Summer, summer League. Yeah. Summer League, hey, man, come sit down real quick. I'll just give someone a headset and just start talking to them. I just, I'm random like that. I do that. It's just kind of who I am Guess I would times.
1: much rather be the trained radio professionals that we have <laughs> here in the building.
0: You ain't the only one. Jeff always looks at me like, oh, no. You just gave a headset to someone who has no idea and you t- you look at him like, all right, don't cuss. And they're like, all right. And the first thing they say is like, blah, blah, blah they just throw something out there. I didn't know that was a cuss word. Yeah, it's always been one. <laughs> <laughs> Must have added that one. Right, right, right. No, I didn't say that. I said, well, no, that, that doesn't work either. But anyway, I just randomly do that at times. So uh, we just have a lot of fun. That's just kind of how we roll. Speaking of having fun and, and rolling, 702-365-9200, our guy Alan right here in Vegas is on the phone line. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show, my man. What's
1: happening, fellas? How you
0: doing? Oh, chilling and blessed.
2: I love it. First, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Fargo Raiders, who's finally in town. And if I read correctly, he'll be attending this first game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, shout-out to him. Uh, key to the game. You know, honestly, I think we got the talent. I really just want to see the, the same enthusiasm, high energy, and the passion that we saw out of this team against the Cowboys on, on Thursday on Thanksgiving. It, they just started so hot from the jump. First possession of the game, you know they went for seven, and felt was on the pedal all game long. And really, we just got to see that, right? And I and I think we'll get the win.
0: Okay, good stuff, good stuff, Alan. Thank you so much for uh, for the call. I do appreciate you. And yeah, shout out to Raider. He celebrated his birthday, right? It's his birthday weekend, I believe. Did not he say he's coming to to the game for his
1: birthday? I know he's coming to the game. I do not remember. My I birthday think it's week.
0: his birthday. Shout out to Fargo Raider for your birthday. If it's not your birthday, we'll celebrate it anyway. Tell somebody it is your birthday. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Got a couple good text messages I want to get to. Geese Mode said, good on her. Talking about Kira. Fruit Tootsie Rolls gets a W, but whoever put bees in the candy bowl gets a big L. Remember, Juju bees. You probably you're you're a newbie still. You probably don't know Juju bees. Those things used to hurt your jaw, man. Them things. You thought that they were a squishy candy, but them things were hard as hell. Like they sat outside all day and they got stale or something. But Juju bees, yeah, man. You used to have to let them things sit in your mouth forever before they softened up, before you could even chew those things. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we had any Juju bees in the in the candy bowl. But it was so funny. Really, we have a candy bowl and we had it sitting on her desk, and I was, I kept saying like, why do we have a candy bowl out here? when we don't have listeners come into the office. I mean, we literally have, you know how you have a hole in your door? You, you know, like old school mailboxes? Not even old school. Some people have them still, where they're, they're just like a little slot in the door. Or businesses have a lot of them, where they have just a little slot in the door, and you just, my grandparents used to have it at their, at their business. They used to have that little slot, and the mailman would come by and just slide it into the, into the hole. That's what we have when we hand out prizes. So I never understood why we had a candy bowl anyway, because listeners couldn't come in and get candy. So really, it was just there for us. But who needs Halloween for candy? We could just always have candy. It just didn't really make sense. That's just me overthinking it. Right now, someone in the building is like, who hired this guy? Just (laughs) not a festive person. (laughs) Who hired this guy? My mom texted me and said, she told you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she's an active listener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mama Q's got my back. Um, Got a text that said, Q said, I did buy lunch before, coming from the guy who says it's free if it ain't free, it ain't me. That's true. But every once in a while, because everyone works really hard around here. And usually when did I buy lunch? When the building was pretty much empty. Yep. Because there's holidays. Nevada day,
1: day you got pizza. I remember that yeah, because it was Nevada day and no right. one was here. There's
0: there's days when people get off work, except for us. And so sometimes you just want to, you know, make sure everyone Hey, you gotta come to work today, everyone else is off. Let's just, you know, let's let's get lunch or something like that. That's just that's just keeping the mood right, man. You know, you you feed people, make sure everyone's happy. Everyone works well. That's all. So every once in a while, <coughs> Big Dub Raider said, "Q steady disrespecting Tootsie Rolls. I can't stand Tootsie Rolls. They're worst candy ever." Shout out, Big Dub Raider. They're the worst candy ever, ever in the history of candy. Raider Fish in Berkeley said, "To test the great radio skills of you two, you two now tie this tree situation into the upcoming game against Washington football team. Oh, we can, we can because the Raiders' offense outside of." last week against Dallas, looks similar to that tree where it's really skinny and not really festive and fat and put a, a lot of girth into it. I mean, it just isn't. Last week, they, they changed the narrative. Can they continue? Just like Allen of Vegas just said, got to come out with hair on fire. Got to come out aggressive like they did last week. But how many weeks have we talked about them getting off to slow starts? That tree looks like a slow start.
1: And you want that offense to look like the tree in Rockefeller Center. You want it to have all the bells and Ooh. whistles. The tree that people stop by. You want people to look at that offense like, man. You want to have the people's tree. There you go. There you go, man.
0: I like that. got it in for you. Raider Fish from Berkeley always comes with some good stuff. Shout out to Berkeley. I wonder if Raider Fish is going to Blondie's Pizza. You want to talk about fat. Blondie's Pizza, <laughs> those, those pieces of pizza are bigger than that tree.
1: Just saying. Speaking of shout outs to city, shout out to Memphis. I don't know if you saw the Grizzlies last night. Put a beating on the OKC Thunder. So bad. That was bad. The biggest blowout in NBA history. It ties the biggest blowout in NFL history at 73 points. And Memphis isn't even a high-scoring team. John Morant's still out with a knee sprain. That's what I'm saying. Their best player was out. Man. What and happened there? Mafia in the versus last night.
0: Uh, I, I don't. That was on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. You can I don't watch have, on I Instagram.
1: I don't have Instagram. Well, 3-6 Mafia, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I saw,
0: I saw Busy Bones get mad and throw some stuff at at Juicy J. Yes. Juicy J. I mean, yeah, all that all that goes back to Jay Prince. Jay Prince is the dude. He, he he's H town all the way, man. You you hey, he, I don't know nothing about Jay Prince. Yo, no, you yo. better,
1: hey, don't say that out loud, homeboy. I just said I don't know nothing about him. I ain't disrespecting him. I was just about to say he make things happen. I know he like do make things Drake, happen. I feel like if Drake got a problem, Drake like hey man, Jay Prince have a can you handle this for me? Hey
0: man, anyone says that Jay Prince is in their corner, everyone else backs off. He's just a different. He's a different level dude. You ever met him? no (laughs) i don't want to have that kind of power (laughs) might work against me i might say something about his christmas tree and it might look like the one we got he'd be like hold up q hold up hold up there let me handle that okay (laughs) oh what's up We got a couple other texts i want to get to i already we already went the one that said cura are you on twitter right yes she is on twitter
1: at cura radio
0: is that what it is yes okay there you go at cura radio radio she has a, a podcast uh, okay. Here's a good one. Uh, geese mode. Remember I, we, I was talking about what rich Versace has to do to keep the job. And, uh, Willie Ramirez said that he needs to win the AFC. And I think, I mean, that means you're going to the Super Bowl. That's a little rich, but geese mode said, whoa, Q, if the, what if is the Raiders win the AFC this year, everyone's getting a contract extension in my book, the GM, the coaches, the players, the janitors, everyone. And you're not, <laughs> look, you're not wrong at all. I just don't think that, I don't know. That's, that's putting a lot of pressure on a dude. Hey, man, you got to get to the Super Bowl to, to get to get this job. You know, what I mean, like, I don't know if that's and that might be the reality of it, but I don't know if that's that's how you want to put it. But that's what Willie had said yesterday. Uh, Cofield just thinks that all you got to do is get to the playoffs. I personally kind of feel like Connor does where the interim head coach doesn't really necessarily turn into the, the full time head coach. I just I, that's just the, that's just me.
1: 'Cause then it could always be flipped around like, oh, he rallied the team rallied because right. of how hard the season was. Right. Maybe not so much because of his coaching prowess. It could it could it could work in his favor or work against him either way. If they do make the playoffs or if they don't make the playoffs.
0: Right, exactly. I mean, you know, they could say that it was him that rallied the troops and is the leader of men, or it could be, well, you know, the the guys the guys made this happen because of this. I mean, it's just it's so many different things. It's, it's hard to really tell, but uh, we'll find out sooner rather than later what's going to end up happening. I think the one thing is what Connor said, that he's probably earned the interview somewhere. If he doesn't get the interview, I think he gets the interview here regardless, but he's probably earned a couple interviews with other teams if the Raiders aren't the ones that are going to give him the, uh, the coaching job. 353 is the time. What I want to do real quick, I want to give out a six-foot sub from Porta Subs, and I want to get you in to win a Yeti cooler from Finley Volvo Cars in Las Vegas. Uh, caller number nine, real quick. Damon is standing by. 702-365-9200. You got to be a Nevada resident. Caller number nine is what I'm looking for. I'm going to get you a six-foot sub from Porta Subs, plus in to win a Yeti cooler. And those Yeti coolers are awesome. So hit us up right now, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. And besides that, it's going to be a wrap. Done deal on the weekend. Uh, Don't forget to meet us at the Rockstar tomorrow starting at 5 p.m. We'll be there until who knows whenever. Vinny Bonsignore is going to be there. I'll be there. Clay Baker, Hondo Carpenter, Heidi Fang. Everyone's going to be there. DeMond will be there. DeMond is like a rock star at the Rockstar. DeMond walks through with some swagger, boy. He walked through like he's Jay Prince. You know what I mean? He he walked through like I'm the man right here. So make sure you check out uh, us at the Rockstar tomorrow and then – I'll start the – I'll have Q's kickoff from Allegiant Stadium, 10 a.m., Coors Light Landing, right by the Al Davis Torch. That'll be the pregame before the pregame. I'll pass the sticks on to G The Brick and Eric Allen.
1: And shout-out to Mailman Raider. Get well soon.
0: Oh, yeah, Mailman Raider. Hit us up and let us know he was dealing with some pneumonia. pneumonia. But uh, thank you so much for hitting us up. Get well soon, my man. Uh, Raiders, go get that W on, uh, on Sunday for for you. And uh, we'll, we'll be back on on Monday right here on Raider Nation Radio at 2 o'clock. Vinny Bonsignore is up next. I'll holler.